But we're gonna be talking about what we believe is, is why we exist, and that's to know Jesus. The Gospel is not meant to be complex. It is very simple. It is all about Jesus. And that's what we wanna talk to you about today. We're gonna have a conversation about that. So can you please welcome, firstly, Maria Borman, Ashley Emmanuel, and Pastor Mick Sabat. Come on, make some noise for these heroes in our church. Beautiful. You guys are amazing. How are you? Good. Are you well, Maria? Good, good, yeah. You good? Voice is a bit croaky from last night. Yeah, join the club. Oh, join yeah. the club. I'm, I'm very croaky. Paulus, no, it's Evangeline. I'm so bad. I'm so bad. Yeah, the, the keys player changes every week, you know, and it's just, Evangeline, we love you. Thank you. Can you thank Evangeline? And give it up for Paulus, yeah. <laughs> Pastor Mick, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. You are, you look fantastic. Have you had a haircut? I have. Yes. <laughs> I think. I had to think about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't for years, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an I, easy I solution. Didn't, couldn't tell, couldn't tell. <laughs> Ash, how are you? Very good. You are. Who loves Ash? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ash and Laura overseeing our home team, doing such a good job. So we're going to talk about how we, and I mean you guys, discovered Jesus and, and what that was, what that journey looked like, um, because we're all on that journey and we've all been on that journey. And if you haven't, you might be at the beginning of that, but at the end of the day, it really is all about knowing Jesus. And so we're going to talk about this. Maria, what was, what was the moment for you? When you gave your life to Jesus, what, what was that moment like? What, where were you at in life when that happened? Okay, I was 11 and my dad was really sick. No diagnosis, saw lots of doctors, specialists, just could not find what was wrong with him. But we knew he was losing a lot of weight and he was deteriorating really quickly. Wow. And so when we sang that song this morning about even when I don't see it, you're working. Yeah. God was working through my grandmother and she was praying the whole time. She was the first one to know Christ, prayed for the family. And one Sunday, my dad just said, let's go to church. Assemblies of God in Petersham, we went there. The preacher spoke about the love of God and I just broke down in tears. As soon as he did the altar call, invited everyone to come up. I basically rushed to the front of the stage. They were singing Jesus, lover of my soul. I don't know who knows that song. (laughs) Yes, old school song. Yeah, I I literally broke down. Yeah, Yeah, this is terrible, I don't know how it goes. (laughs) Evangeline, come back up. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Save us, save us. (laughs) That is awesome, keep going. Yeah, Yeah. so that was the moment for me. Right. And I knew right then my, my dad got healed. There was, they didn't know what was wrong, but they couldn't find what happened because all of a sudden he was fine. Started gaining weight, started eating. Wow. He was fine. And my dad is serving God today as a pastor. Wow. Amazing, right? Come on. Amazing. That is amazing. So I guess in any, any journey in discovering Christ, there's, there's the moment when you discover Him, but then also there's, there's the life before 
Jesus. Pastor Mick, can you talk to us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really don't want to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really don't want to know. Tell, tell, us, tell us a little bit, you know, not all the details, but tell us, <laughs> tell us a little bit like in that time before coming yeah. to Christ, yeah. what was happening in your world? Yeah. Um, in brief, uh, born a Catholic, know the Ten Commandments back to front, mm. but as a little boy, um, I experienced something in religion class, uh, re- reading scripture, talking about um, the Ten Commandments that shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven. Why? Like, as a 10 year old kid, I was just inquisitive. Um, and don't bow down to them, don't worship them, for I, the Lord your God, is a jealous God. So I kind of wanted to ask questions, so I've asked, um, I've asked the teachers, asked the, my parents, I asked the priest, and as a 10-year-old boy, I could not get an answer that satisfied what I was asking. So I kind of thought, okay, I'm not interested in this stuff because there's no answer to the questions I have to ask. So I walked a life of sin. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, whatever it came. I'm already going to hell, so I might as well make it, make it there good, make sure that it's gonna happen well. Um, so rebellion, basically, is what I'm saying. I started to rebel against the things of God against the church, against my parents, I suppose, and their beliefs, but I tried to stay a good boy. What does that mean? I really don't know. Uh, around the house, I was looking good. Outside, I was doing what I was doing. And um, God knocked. Wow. You guys know what I'm talking about here. God knocks on your door in your journey. So he knocked a few times. And I'd just say, um, okay, no, nah, not interested. Thanks very much. He'd come up and say, hello, uh, pleased to meet you. Uh, see you later. Uh, didn't want him in my life. You know, till uh, till a defining moment, and that's similar to what Maria just shared about her parents, um, her dad. Sorry, um, I was in a similar situation. No diagnosis, didn't know what was going on, but I knew I was like on death's bed. You could say because like it wasn't, I couldn't eat. I was having hot and cold flushes. I was sweating. I just couldn't put a smile on my face. There was no life left in me. Wow. <laughs> my wife, who's an angel, <laughs> um, she was. She was a Christian and going to church for seven years in our, in our um, first seven years of marriage. And she'd always ask on a Sunday morning, would you like to come? Um, and that's if I was awake. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and I, I'd say no, you know, but there was that defining moment. That's the defining moment when I knew there was no other answer for me. And um, she, one Sunday morning she asked, she said, would you like to come? And I kind of said, you know what, I'll come. And I was in the bathroom, and I remember it as if it was yesterday, but it was 1995. Mm. Um, I'm looking in the mirror, and I just looked up, and I said, if you're real, I... Yeah. Mm. I didn't even verbalise it. I just thought, it. if you're real, I need you. Wow. Anyway, um, walk got to church and all these crazy people jumping up and down, waving hands and <laughs> hallelujah and praise the Lord. And like, seriously, what am I doing here? <laughs> um, and, uh, the, you know, 60 second greeting, isn't that an awkward time? Like you've got to actually go up and say hello to people and you've got these randoms coming up saying, hi, how are you? Like, seriously. That's so good. Um, then the pastor gets up, you know, and, and he, I couldn't tell you exactly what he was saying, but can I tell you, it penetrated everything to reach my heart. And I started sinking in my chair. I just looked at my wife and I thought, you've told him everything about me? Like, seriously, you've left nothing out? Um, And sort of like, I looked around, no one's looking at me. 
So I sat back up and listened. You know, and God was just doing something in my heart. Yeah. Wow. At that altar call moment that yeah. Maria was talking about. Uh, embarrassing as it was, six foot three, walking down the aisle crying like a little baby. No, no, not just teary, crying, <laughs> like crying like a little baby. I couldn't wait to get out of church. Yes. That was a turning point for me. Wow. And like from one life to another overnight. Yeah. Awesome. Come on. Uh, it's amazing. He's crying. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just all ugly cry together, yeah. Wow. Ash. <laughs> Don't get so emotional. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'll be more manly. Um, you've grown up, dad, parents, pastor, and so you've grown up in church. And so people can think, oh, you know, I've grown up in church. I don't have a story, you know. Yeah. But, but actually, you know, that's a story right there, growing up in church. Tell us, tell us your journey in growing up in church, but really discovering Christ for yourself. Yeah. I think I went wrong when I asked God, God, I don't have a story. <laughs> that's when He gave me a story. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I grew up in a Christian family. My parents, pastors, and... Um, my dad tells this story where I was prophesied even when I was um, in my mum's womb that, you know, that they, there's, this guy's going to be, uh, the child that you're going to have is going to be, you know, serving God. He's going to be growing up in God's uh, presence and he's going to be serving you. So, so everything, my childhood was just like um, in the presence of God. I went to a Christian school. So everything that I did or people that I hung out with, Everything was, I was in this Christian bubble. Then around my 20s, I actually moved out of home. Um, and things, you know, when your mom's not there, then you have to live life, right? So, <laughs> and then I, I started working, then you know, amongst like um, the other people, but I still remained in church and everything was good. But then there was a personal circumstance that actually broke me, broke me to, to next to nothing. It just... Uh, attack my character of being a man and to lead and also just like I, I clearly remember the devil one day whispering in my ears and saying look how you uh, how you like you know grew up but you amount to nothing right now wow. because I've created this situation for you wow. that you're not going to be speaking about God anymore you're not going to be standing in, in God's presence anymore people are going to look down on you but I'll tell you what, I, I remember I am known as the dancing bassist, right? I don't know if people who've yeah. been in this church know. <laughs> he does do a great yes. dance when he's playing bass. When I'm playing bass, I'm dancing. But I'll tell you what, something that I'll learn, you can dance your way out of awesome. your Come problems on. because we serve yes. a God Come on. who's bigger than the yeah. problems that we have. Yeah. And I remember the story of Job. Pastor Meek, is someone and Michael. I have to acknowledge these guys. These guys walked with me. They're people of faith in this place. They walked with me through that season. Job lost everything that he had. He was a faithful man who knew God, lost everything, but one thing that he didn't lose, his faith. He just remained faithful through that season. And I was reading that um, passage this morning. Um, Go home, read Job 41, in the last bits, it says, God restored him Amen. and gave 
everything in abundance. He had so many sheep, so many goats. I'm waiting for them. But, <laughs> hey, but honestly, I'm saying that is my story and God yeah. has done that. And, and everything that the devil spoke against, and I'm, I'm seeing this season that God is restoring that yeah. so in so many levels. Yeah. And I'm thankful for Him. Come on, yeah. come on. It's amazing, it's amazing. Thank you, Jesus. So then I guess once you make that decision and you're now starting to follow Jesus, obviously that's, it's kind of like just the beginning. And so how, how do we, um, what does it look like to get established in that? What are some good things to do that helped you get kind of sturdy and have support around you to help that journey? Marie, what was it like for you? Serve. Just yeah. begin to serve. Right. Find something that you're passionate about, something yeah. that um, you might be interested in and explore. Mm. Talk to someone. Lots of people in the room that could direct you to the right people and the right place to be in. And the second thing would have to be connect group. Right. Surround yourself with people that what you were saying, you can do life with. Yeah. You can go through the tough times with, you can yeah. cry with yeah. when you're going through what you went through. Yeah. You need people around you to, I'm so emotional. Like <laughs> people around awesome. you to pray for you. That's awesome. yeah. That's right. And that is so invaluable. Even, you know, sometimes if it's just a text message to say, hey, how are you doing? Checking mm. in. That's invaluable. Yeah. And for me, those would have to be the two biggest awesome. things. It's Start awesome. serving and connect. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Getting planted involved. That's it. Yeah. Pastor Mick, I mean, for you, you're like, you walk in the room and there's just a warmth. There's a big hug. There's, there's uh, you, you're present. You talk to people. And how has what God done in your life shaped how you interact with people? Um, I'm so grateful that He saw me. Mm. There we go, emotions again. <laughs> um, I really am grateful that He saw me because um, I think we all need to be seen. Mm. So I kind of like, the things that I didn't have growing up, I found God actually gifting me with those things, wow. like giving, seeing people, um, hugging people, uh, just loving on them, mm. not judging them. I was judged all my life. Mm. And I don't think judgment leads to anywhere. Um, it doesn't, we don't actually benefit out of judging, but we benefit out of standing with people. Mm. So I kind of like, uh, I just felt God says, you know, do you love me? Like he said to Peter, well, look after my sheep. Yes. Love them, yes. you know. I can't physically love God, hug him and be present. I know his presence is here. Um, and I just, uh, I mean, it's, if I can just say this, Tommy Tenney said, um, to be a God chaser, um, you don't have to be religious to look at where God's been. Mm. We know where God's been. We sit there and we study, we waste so much time looking where God's been. Be a God chaser to see where God is now. Yeah. Come on. And you will see him in the people that are around yes. you and the family that he's placed you with. Yes. And that's my take on it. Yes, beautiful, amazing. Yeah, come on. Thank you, Jesus. Ash, what does the church mean to you? Why is it so important to you? I think um, I work in the corporate. I'm among some of the best leaders that you can see. Um, I, get, I get very, you know, good opportunities where to um, 
meet with them, eat with them, whatever that is. But I see one thing that is very important in my life is actually remaining in God and doing, finding my purpose for why God made me. And that I find not there, I find it right here. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Because those people, I am, yes, I am there to be influenced by them, but I'll tell you what, God has made me to influence them Come on. in their situations yes. when their own ability cannot help them. Yeah. A lot of people out there I've seen, they go through things that they actually like, you know, um, are things that's going so heavy that they do not know where to turn to. And I love it that God actually, when I remain in church, He, he constantly is making me, molding me, working me so that I can be His representative out in the world. And that happens right here. He chisels me every day. Every preach that I'm listening, it's doing some sort of molding in me. And every time I serve here, it's, the, it's, it's I mean, molding my character who I am. And I love it that what church is. Church is not about like, you know, where we, in corporate, it's all about how, how high you can get. But in here, we're all level because we're here just to serve God to worship Him, just to be connected with our Creator. And I love it about it. And that's how I actually mold who I am and find who I am. It's awesome. Yeah, come on. It's beautiful. It's powerful, man. It's so good. So, so helping when you, you know Jesus, you're walking with God, helping other people discover Him, which is like the greatest joy. And, and that's why I think knowing your testimony is really important, that all of us should know what was life like before Jesus? What happened when I discovered Jesus? And what has God done in my life now? And all of us, it'd be great that all of us know that story. Maybe you don't know that story yet, but I'm telling you, you're about to, even today. You yeah. might even discover that story in just the next couple of minutes. But Maria, what's been some things or some things that have helped you in helping others discover Jesus? Oh, love on them. And for me, it's so practical. So practical. Text right. messaging, always. Take people out to lunch, dinner, breakfast, whatever it is. Um, we're probably known as the people who take people out to lunch, dinner and breakfast. So, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> and so it's so important, like what, what Pastor Mick said, to see people. And embrace them. And those, those are the things um, for me is just really spending time and seeing people and actually letting them, them know that you are there. Yeah. I'm here, I'm present. Yeah, yeah. I'm listening to you right now. I'm not just talking to you and you know, my mind is somewhere else, I'm right here. And awesome. you know, there's one thing that we have been doing for the last how many years now with Jason and myself, Christmas Eve, we host like an orphan dinner. And we're not like, I'm not talking about real orphans. I'm talking about people who don't have families yeah. during Christmas. And Very it's such wow. an important time to wow. be surrounded by people that you love. So, you know, I feel that's really important. So if there's anyone mm. who doesn't have family around for Christmas, give me a shout out. You're yeah, more yeah. than welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... You know, it's it's, it's the practical yes. things. Practical. Yeah, absolutely. The little, things. The little awesome. things. Yeah. What does that look like for you, Pastor Mick? What do you reckon? Um, I, I want to just 
I suppose I'm not evading the question, but yeah. I had a thought earlier and I just want to, I suppose, share on it because I've got to believe the Holy Spirit is actually leading us here. Um, what Ash was talking about church, um, I had this picture of a family um, and then I look back at my testimony, um, our families actually disowned us for a long period of time because we changed religion. Um, they were, and I understand they, were, they felt threatened that we're preaching something that might not be truth, etc. You know, but my church adopted me and my wife and my children, and we became a family. Um, we're not in a hotel. Mm. Just come and visit, get what you can out of it, and leave. Mm. This is actually a home, yeah. and this is actually a family, yes. and this is where you're going to grow. Spiritually, yeah. this is where you're going to grow in your knowledge of Christ. This is where you're yes. going to grow as a family together. You yeah. get planted and those roots go down so deep. You'll never thirst. That's what Jesus yeah. was talking about. You'll never ever thirst because wow. it'll actually reach the rivers of wow. life. Wow. Come on. Come on. It's amazing. I'm gonna, we're going to wrap it there. Ash, I'm going to ask for you to just pray for us. Why don't you, why don't you just bow your heads, close your eyes just for a moment. And let's just, let's just seal that with a prayer. Thanks, Ash. Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we are sons and daughters of you, Father, that you have called us by your name, Lord Jesus, that you see us, Lord, just for who we are, where we are, Lord Jesus. doesn't matter that we, there is no qualification, Lord, just that we can get, Lord, to, to, to be known by you, to be qualified by you, because you know us, Lord Jesus. You see us, Father, where we are. Yeah. Father, we... Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we get to, Lord Jesus, come here and worship you, Lord. Yes. Father, I pray for the person, Lord Jesus, who does not know you today or who is seeking out for you today, Lord Jesus, yes. who's seeking for that void, Lord Jesus, to be filled with, Father. Yes. I pray the answer is not out there, but I pray that the answer is right here, Lord Jesus, that you would yes. find them in where they are, Lord Jesus. You, Jesus. We pray that you would bless everyone, Father, yes. that they, they will, Lord Jesus, find you in an overflowing place, Lord, yes. not from an empty place, Lord, that they will, Lord Jesus, walk with you, Father. Yes. Their Lord Jesus will grow with you, Lord. Yes. And we pray that you would meet us, Lord Jesus, yes. where we are, Lord. Yes. And we thank you for that, Lord. In your name we ask. Amen. Amen. Amen.